While it's not official, official, we have we know who the Astros bench coach and first base coach is for next year. And also breaking news, we do know who's going to be the senior executive over scouting for the Houston Astros. And guys, guess what? It's a good one. He has a long term history with scouting some really top prospects out there. So we'll talk about this and more on this edition of the Locked on Astros podcast. are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. And uh, Brett's not, not able to be here tonight, but he is super pumped because he's like, I was right, Eric. You see, I told you Omar Lopez is going to be the Astros bench coach, and he was. And so congratulations, Brett. You finally got something right. I'm just kidding. Uh, you get a lot of things right. But uh, guys, thank you for doing the right thing and making the Lockdown Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us. Go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify. Wherever you listen to your podcast, go and become everydayer and uh, make us your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. So a lot to discuss today. The Astros have not made it official official, but according to sources uh, to The Athletic, uh, Brian McTaggart also reported as well is that we do have a bench coach. We do have a new first base coach. So we'll talk about those candidates. And also just right before I just started doing the, um, the podcast, uh, Chandler Rome came out and said that the Astros have hired a new senior director of amateur scouting. So this is a big hire and we'll talk about this in a little bit. So a lot of news in today's um, game today's show. And so let's go and get started also, Ken Rosenthal did address the uh, Alex Bregman rumors. And so what did he have to say about that? And Dave Clark, does that name ring a bell? Ring my bell? Like back in um, maybe 2009? Well, we'll talk about that in a second. So guys, let's go and get started with this show. Joe Espada, when he was hired, uh, you thought that there's a good chance that he was going to kind of keep it in the system. And that's what he did. Omar Lopez has been with the Astros for, what, 25 years now. And he has been somebody who has um, managed throughout the minor league system. He managed uh, Team Venezuela uh, last year in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Team Venezuela. And they start off 4-0. But unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, Team USA uh, beat them out in the quarterfinals nine to seven. And so uh, they, their, their run shorted out there, but Omar Lopez is kind of seen as a future manager in the, in the near future. But uh, right now he's going to serve as the Astros bench coach. He has um, 
he has a lot of experience uh, in uh, single A, triple A, double A, many different experiences, many different roles. So I think what he's going to bring to Joe Spada is just that, his experience. He's been around the game for a long time. He's been within the Astros system for 25 years. So um, he has been um, 12 years as a minor league manager. He spent the four last four seasons as the uh, the team's uh, first base coach. So he knows these players. The players are comfortable with him. Every time they go first base, they see Omar Lopez. So I think that this is a good hire. Gary Pettis is still going to be at third base. Everybody else is going to be the same. So um, also coming back to the Houston Astros is Dave Clark. He was the Astros interim manager um, way back when Cecil Cooper was fired back in uh, 2009. Go back in time if you remember those days. But he was the interim manager in uh, 2009. He's uh, highly respected by the players, uh, not just in the Astros system, but throughout baseball. He was a uh, he was a first base coach most recently with the Tigers. And so um, he's uh, been managing the Pioneer League and Idaho Falls um, League this season. So uh, he's a former player. He's been with the Astros before. And so I think that this is a good fit. And I think Joe Espada is just um, getting somebody who he feels comfortable with. And so I, I like this hire. I think uh, Omar Lopez is going to fit the bill. As a bench coach, um, I know I said that they should, you should go out there and get somebody that maybe had more major league experience, and I I still stand by that. But I think what you're seeing is that the uh, that, that type of person will probably cost a little bit more money. So looking at um, the the rest of the coaching staff, it's going to be pretty much the same. Gary Pettis is going to be at third base, and you'll have. Um, the pitching coach is still there. As far as we know, the hitting coaches are still there as of right now. So nothing much else has changed. Oops. So um, from there, we'll, we'll kind of see what goes on with the coaching staff. But Omar Lopez, what do y'all think? Um, I remember he was the genius behind that uh, Tucker when uh, he stole home base to kind of um, – to steal run in that, that play a couple years ago. And so um, I think this is a good move. I think that with him and Spada, I think they'll be able to work together. They do have that, um, that relationship already. He's been within the uh, team for 25 years. So I think that he's worked with all these players. He knows these players. And so I think this is good. So, um, and Fernando brings up a good uh, point. He says that you can't get MLB experience if you don't get a chance. So, yeah, this is him getting a chance. Uh, Linda says that Team Venezuela was a force, and that that is true. Astro Wolf Craig says it's nice to see an organizational guy get rewarded. And so we'll see. Um, Jay Roberts said that Clark finished his playing career with the Astros, too. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember he was taking away playing time from some guy named uh, Jeff Bagwell or something. Uh, but we'll see what's going on. But, um, yeah, so um, somebody said the run's over. I don't think so. But uh, the big news, we'll talk about that in a second, uh, is since Kip uh, Chris Gross uh, left for the New York Mets, that was a big loss for the scouting department. And I know Dana Brown has the big history of uh, scouting with the, the Braves. But as the GM, you want to have somebody who's in charge of the scouting department. And uh, according to Chandler Rome, 
the Astros have just hired a big one. Somebody that has hired, that has drafted players like Corbin Carroll, Brandon Fott, Alex Gordon, Eric Cosmer, and we all love him, Zach Greinke. So a guy that has that much experience that he drafted, Zach Greinke. That we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but I'm excited to. Uh, this just happened right before here. So Joe Espada is the Astros uh, for, uh, um, manager for sure. Omar Lopez is now the bench coach. So now they're keeping it within organization. And technically, you have Dave Clark coming back to the Astros organization to be the first base co- coach, and pretty much everybody else is going to be kind of staying here. So uh, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to see what happens. And uh, so, and like Fernando said, the guys love Omar. They think uh, he does a good job. So, yeah, so we'll see how this goes overall. But I'm excited to see what Joe Spada does. And uh, I'm excited to see what this uh, new VP of of amateur scouting is going to do. And we'll, uh, sorry, president. Uh, sorry, Senior Director of Amateur Scouting. We'll talk about who he is in a second because if he's able to do what he's done in the past, the Astros farm system is about to get a lot better. Guys, let's talk about FanDuel. I know that it's uh, it's midway. It's getting close to midway of the NFL season, and everybody's getting excited about FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you think about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in action. So guys, the app is awesome to use. I just went uh, earlier before the show and I said, hmm, I wonder if the Texans are going to beat the Broncos. They are favorited over the Broncos. By how much? You're going to go have to look at the app. And uh, then I also want to look, well, what, what else is my t- favorite team? Do I want to see what the Browns are doing? I don't really care about the Browns, but what about Kansas City Chiefs? Everybody cares about um, Taylor Swift's boyfriend, right? So you can go look to see what the odds of them are winning and everything. FanDuel, it's the official partner of the NFL. And by the way, guys, Locked On has launched this awesome channel. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here Today for you, 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like us on uh, Locked On Astros, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, guys. So I've kind of teased y'all enough on this. So the guy's name that the Astros hired is he's the former Diamondbacks and the former Kansas City uh, Royal Scouting Director, Derek Ladnier. Okay, so he's going to be their new Senior Director of Amateur Scouting. Uh, for That's what the sources have told The Athletic. So that means that, like I said before, he's overseen drafts that have drafted Corbin Carroll, who's like a beast out there, probably one of the best players in baseball, Brandon Fott. I didn't know that's how you said his name until I just looked it up before a show. Alex Gordon, I know we hated him during the playoff when we kept on playing the Royals in the playoffs, Eric Cosmer, and Zach Greinke as well. So there's so many n- names that he has drafted, and now this guy is going to be working for the Houston Astros. So the Astros 
are at a point because they have been so good. They've been at a point where they've had to trade away a lot of their uh, their talent in the farm system to get better to win World Series or to compete for the World Series. Sometimes they've fallen short. Sometimes trades have not looked so good. Sometimes trades have worked out for them. Like a lot of people would look at some of uh, what James Click's trades were in 2021 and say, well, or 2022 and say, well, they didn't really work because Dusty Baker didn't really use those players. Well, they won the World Series, didn't they? So um, I know that Dusty Baker didn't use them a lot, but uh, they are still players that contributed to the World Series. So um, the Astros now need to focus on continuing to win, but they also need to rebuild the farm system. And Ladnier is going to be somebody that's going to do that. So this is... um, He's going to run the drafts along with Dana Brown. So Dana Brown will still have his hand in there. Don't worry. Dana Brown's probably going to be out there scouting. That's his uh, bread and butter. But he needs somebody to kind of do all the messy work, all the legwork, and just make sure get out there. But uh, you know that Dana Brown's going to be out there as well. So um, we'll see how this all turns out. And Jason Bell will also be on uh, Joe Spada's Astro staff as the quality assurance coach. Um, so this um, he was part of the player development department to the major league dugout last year. Um, and so this year, and also he was the minor league field coordinator and assistant PD director last year. And we actually had him on the podcast. Brett had him on the podcast last year. Great guy. So um, Jason Bell gets a promotion. And once again, they're keeping it within the Astro system. So a lot of uh, moves within the Astros farm system and um, up to the major league. So we have heard that they're going to be making a lot of moves in-house, and that's what they did. So Dave Clark is coming back to be the Astros first base coach. Omar Lopez is going to be the bench coach. And now you have Jason Bell joining the um, staff as the quality assurance coach. And then uh, you also have um, a new scouting director in, uh, in terms of Derek Landmere. So uh, this is a great time to be Astros fan. Uh, yeah, I know it looks a little uh, bad out there with uh, them not having a lot of money to go out there and get the free agents they need. But I think that Dana Brown will do what he needs to to get it done. So speaking of which um, – Before we talk about Rosenthal, uh, we'll save that for a third segment. But I was reading The Athletic, and they were making a suggestion of the best free agent for every team. And I really like their suggestion that they uh, said for the Astros. They said Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks is the guy I kind of wanted at the trade deadline. And they suggested that – let me try to find it real quick. But I believe it was a – yeah, here it is. Jordan Hicks – he had was had a 2.63 ERA in 25 appearances with four saves with the Blue Jays. Overall, last year he had a 3.29 ERA and 66 appearances with 81 strikeouts and 65 and two thirds innings with 12 saves. So um, he could be a guy in case you need him. He can be a setup guy. He could be a seventh inning guy. He could be something like that. So the athletic is kind of suggesting three years at $30 million. So yes, um, somebody that's almost um, Rafael Montero money, but uh, that would still be getting one of the best arms in baseball 
to join your bullpen. So I think I like that deal, but um, I think that's um, I think that would be good add. So one of the things that Dana Brown said they they needed this offseason was upgraded bullpen. So Jordan Hicks would make a lot of sense at three years, thirty million dollars. That'd be great. But what that would do is put them over the luxury tax threshold. And so they would have to uh, pay the tax unless they get creative and find some other way out of that. But a player like him uh, deserves to get paid. So uh, if you get him, that's going to be something else. So uh, McCullough says that his recovery is doing well. So he says that uh, I'm looking to play catch here in a a couple weeks, days, whatever. There's a couple things in rehab left that I have to do this week and probably next week to clear me for throwing. Then hopefully we pick back up, work on getting back out there on the field. So he said that his surgery was actually a little bit worse than they thought it would be. When they went in for the surgery, he says the flexor tendon was off the bone instead of partially off the bone. So it was more of an intense surgery. Same rehab per se, but you just can't do everything as fast as we want it. So I was dealing with uh, that for quite some time. And looking back on it, maybe I wish I would have gotten the surgery sooner. But surgery isn't always is always the last option. You never want to rush to a surgery. So um, he said, I'm very confident about pitching in 2024 for the Astros and hoping to be, be a big part of the second half push. I don't have any problem saying, saying that. That's my goal. And that's what we're pushing for. So uh, he also said some great words for Joe Espada. He says, I think he's an incredible person. I think first and foremost, and he's a great baseball man who's been in this game for a long time, but at the same time, he's wanting to be a kind of learn and implement analytics and things of that nature. So he's really a great blend for us. And he knows us. We're in this stage right now with the Astros we're in a crazy competitive division, and I think anytime you get to spring training, hit the ground running versus having that weird kind of breaking in period with the new manager is a big positive. I think Joe is a man for a job, and I'm excited to for him and his family. And I didn't even think about that. What if we brought in a total and brand new face? He would have to meet every other player. So that's really is a good point by Lance McCullers there that you kept it in house and now this guy knows it. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens um, with McCullers. Hopefully his recovery is going well. I got my stitches out uh, today. So my recovery is going a little bit better Sunday. I was in no shape for doing a show. So thank you, Brett, for covering for me, but I understand how recovery can go. So um, guys, thank you for the patience. But um, in a second, we're going to talk about um, what Ken Rosenthal thought about the Lance, uh, not Lance Berkman, Whew, a lot of stuff, uh, but talk about the Alex Bregman speculation. Is there any merit to that? And we'll also talk about the um, the Houston award ceremony that's coming up and so much more on this Locked On Astros. Locked On has launched the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of today with local experts like us on Locked On Astros, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. 
And while you're there, go ahead and search Locked On Astros and make sure you subscribe to us and make us your first listen every day and become an everydayer. And we really do appreciate everybody who wants to become part of Locked On Astros Nation. All right, so let's go ahead and address this this Alex. I don't know why I keep on saying Lance Berkman. I heard Lance uh, Berkman's name today. That's why I keep on saying it. So um, Ken Rosenthal wrote an article today, and he was talking about all the Alex Bregman, and then you had uh, Vladimir Guerrero and uh, Bo Bichette and a whole bunch of other players that are being talked about being traded. He said the reason why these guys are being talked about right now is because the quality of the hitters out there for, in free agency is not good. So you're going to, and he said, don't read too much into these names being out there. He said, teams are asking because teams always ask. Inquiring about virtually every player, but it doesn't mean conversations are progressing. So just because they're listening doesn't mean anything's actually going to happen. So um, the problem with Bregman is that he's due $30.5 million next year, like I talked about yesterday, and the team is likely to lose him as a free agent. So it's very difficult to see them uh, basically saying, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to trade um, Alex Bregman after making ALCS for seven straight seasons. Yeah, let's just go ahead and trade Bregman. And then you can't replace that. He says you can't replace the offense, defense, and the leadership would be next to impossible. And then um, it's not the same as trying to keep Carlos Correa and George Springer until their club control expired, losing them as free agents. I think, like Brett said yesterday, I think Springer was already he already decided to go and Carlos Correa, the Astros knew about his injury. And so they weren't going to sign him to a long-term deal, but with Bregman, there's still possibly a chance in my eye. So I don't know if you still have visions of going to the world series in 2024, you don't trade Alex Bregman. That's my opinion. So um, we'll have to see, but uh, it just seems like there's just not that many quality hitters out there on the free agent market. So you're going to see some teams go out there. You have the Yankees saying, uh, yeah, we might be interested. Dodgers, Cubs. There's a lot of teams that might be interested in Alex Bregman, but it doesn't mean the Astros will actually follow through with it. Just like the Blue Jays. Why would they tra- trade Bo Bichette? He's one of the best players out there. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Why would you trade him? So I I just don't think the Astros will go that far. So uh, we'll see what happens. But um, coming up pretty soon, uh, the Astros will be, sorry, on uh, January 30th, the Astros will be um, part of the Houston Sports Award this year. And it will be hosted by Lance McCullers. That's right. When he's not rehabbing from uh, injury, he's hosting award ceremonies. But the Athlete of the Year nominee is Kyle Tucker. Newcomer of the Year is Yiner Diaz. Moment of the Year is Farmer Valdez throwing a no-hitter. And Community Impact Award would go to Jeremy Pena. Uh, so those are the nominees up for this award uh, show. So we'll see how many Astros um, take that home. 
I know a lot of people on Twitter are saying, well, what about Altuve's home run against the Rangers? So that was a pretty big moment too. So, but uh, it's kind of cool to see these names. And uh, did y'all see the Space Cowboys put Shohei Atani in their uniform and say, hey guys, we have breaking news. That was classic for, by the Space Cowboys. Not only that, the Astros have no shot of uh, signing Shohei Itani, but that the Space Cowboys would do that. I mean, nobody took it seriously, but it's just funny that they would go out there and do that. So credit to whoever the media guy that did that or a girl. That was a great job. So, um, so I know that a lot of people are asking, well, what happened? What about Shane Bieber and Tyler Glass now? Well, the Cubs and Reds are reportedly after those two guys. And what about the Yankees? Who are they going after? They're going after Juan Soto. Can you imagine us Astros fans? We already remember what he did to us in 2019. So can you imagine him going to the Yankees? Uh, I don't think he's 22 anymore, but... Uh, so imagine him going to the Yankees organization. Uh, that would definitely, uh, there'd be no love for Juan Soto left. They're also in on Bellinger and they're also in on uh, Yamato, who's uh, seeking 200 million for like six years or something. So um, that's according to John Heyman. And the Giants are also prioritizing trying to sign either Shohei Itani or Yoshibo Yamato. Um, because of uh, their closeness to uh, Japan. So uh, that's something that they're doing, they're looking for. And they're also looking for a quality star. They don't really have that star power in San Francisco. And they've tried to bring in players, but those players don't tend to become stars. So they watch them go out there and throw a lot of money at Shohei Itani to see if he comes. Um, a lot of people on this podcast have asked us, well, ask Eric, let's go after Dylan Cease. Well, so far, uh, according to multiple reports, the Dodgers and uh, are some of the team, Atlanta and the Dodgers are on top of the teams who have inquired on Dylan Cease. And so they probably have the prospects to go out there and trade for Dylan Cease. So I would love to have uh, Dylan Cease, but I don't know um, if if the Astros just have what it will take to get the job done. So, um, but I'm really glad that Omar Lopez is getting a chance with this, and uh, so I'm glad to see that uh, the Astros brought in a new senior director of amateur scouting. That, and I'm glad I didn't go at 7:30 like I wanted to, because I would have totally missed that. So I waited a little bit longer. So, guys, thank you for making the Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Brett and I will be back tomorrow, and we'll go ahead and talk some more about anything else that comes up. But I'm excited about this coaching staff. I'm excited to see what um, their familiarity with the team. Uh, I think they're going to gel with the team right away. And um, even because uh, everybody knows each other, if the Astros bring in any other free agents, I think it's going to become it's just going to become like an instant uh, clubhouse. So we'll see what happens uh, overall, but guys, thank you for making the locked on Astros podcast. Your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us, go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and become an everydayer. 
and we will see you tomorrow and go stress.